Welcome, one and all. I'm excited. Welcome to And Then There Was Three, a podcast for new parents by new parents. Do we still qualify ourselves as new parents? I think we're going to be new parents for the next five years. The rest years. of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> we are still working out. My name is Nick. I'm Kylie. And we have together <laughs> sired a son of, well, he's six, seven months Almost old. Almost seven months. Uh, called Spencer. Love cherub. So we kind of want to document our lives with him, just so we can maybe reflect back and remember the good old times, and also the struggles. Because let's face it, it's mainly it's a struggle. Most, yeah, <laughs> mostly struggles. <laughs> so, what did you get up to last night? Tell the dear listeners um, what you got up to, what you left me with. A lovely baby I left you with. I um had some much needed girls time last night which which actually I was home by half 10 so it wasn't let's be real that's pretty late for me these days um but no it was good it was a good kind of get out of the house have some wine chat about all things mum lady business related I was gonna say did you talk much about baby stuff do you do you talk much about baby stuff when you catch up with friends it depends what friends so I caught up with um, one of my friends Henna first before before the dinner before everyone else arrived so we could have all our baby talk first um but then like half of the half of the girls don't have babies so yeah you don't want to just be talking about kids when it's not relatable to everyone you know what I find really weird um before we had Spencer, I'd always be able to kind of recognise when someone had just had a baby or or they've their their world is their children because generally speaking that's all they mm. you know kind of talked about. Now I'm on the other side of the coin and I obviously judge those people terribly. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but I, I, it's certainly, you know, it takes the majority of your speech. So when I catch up with people now for coffee, and say, oh, how's things? It's really hard not yeah. to just talk about Spencer. I mean, he's an adorable little baby. Uh, so that's yeah, why we started this podcast, so we can just talk about him. But, um, like, I I just found that really interesting. I think, I think too, because that then becomes a part of your identity, right? It so does. It, it's then, how do you not talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. But I think it is good to be, I'm very mindful of it because I'm the same. I, I did realize realize and hear about kids more when my, my friends had children because I was so excited and so much was going on and that's all they talked about. And so I'm, I'm very mindful not to be that person. Like I, I don't want, whilst Spence is so important to me and, and I love being a mum, it's not all I am. So I want to make sure that, you know, our conversations are much more than just about him. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, it was lovely. And he behaved himself, did he? He was a gem. Yeah, he was a gem. He was uh, woke up a few times last night, um, but you know, not late at all. Mm. And he was great. He's mm. just been in a good mood recently. Not today. I dropped him at daycare today, <laughs> and he went from being very happy to very unhappy very oh, quickly. Oh, I didn't see that. So <laughs> I've just got. A, smiley happy baby in my head from this morning (laughs) hey what did you want to talk about today well i thought it would be interesting to talk i had um a little bit about breastfeeding i had a friend of mine reach out to me last night that's just had a baby um she's having some struggles with breastfeeding and and just the i guess the whole um roller coaster of emotion that goes along with that and making that work for your brand new baby but i thought it might be interesting to to just have a bit of a chat about how we found it, what we went through with Spencer. Yeah. 
Um, so I kind of feel that this episode uh, naturally could be a bit one-sided. Um, so don't worry, guys. I'm going to try and add in <laughs> my knowledge of all things breasts um, <laughs> as much as I can. I'll be interested to see how much of that knowledge. <laughs> well, I'm a fan of them. I'm a fan of them. You know, so so just from an appreciation. No. Um, okay, so yeah, I, so talk me through because th- this will be really interesting for me to really you know get inside your head, man. <laughs> um, before you even started trying to breastfeed Spencer, did you think much about it? Um, when I was, if we wind it back a little bit further, when I was pregnant, interestingly, my boobs didn't change that much. Like they didn't, they didn't get massive when I was pregnant. Um, and I, I was a bit disappointed about that, to be honest, but I, I always thought, or I had that assumption that, that they would change a lot while you're pregnant in, um, preparation, I guess, for breastfeeding. Mm. They didn't really. So, and there's no, obviously I haven't had a baby before. I didn't really know, um, that it all worked. So I, I wasn't too sure when Spencer was born how I would go breastfeeding. I mean, you hear you hear stories of women that have a great experience breastfeeding their babies. They, they breastfeed until they're like, I don't know, like two or three or something, like long, long into their infancy. Um, but then you hear the flip side of women that really struggle, that don't have enough milk, that get mastitis, that all this stuff happens. So I never knew what what way it would go. Um, so I didn't think too much about it. I didn't do that much research. I, I guess I was more focused on the birth, um, than I was on afterwards. So what was that like, um, try pretty much going straight into it after Spencer was born? Yeah. So that was, that was hard. I remember, like, I always thought it'd be a very natural thing that, you know, that you'd be able to put the baby up to your, up to your nipple and they just know what to do and it'd just be natural and easy and... <laughs> Can I just say... It's a weird thing to constantly have midwives comment on the shape and size of your nipples. I got complimented a lot about having good boobs you, for breastfeeding. Look at those nipples. It was really it was bizarre. It was odd. Like, oh, thanks very much. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was definitely a lot harder than I thought it would be. Um, I remember as well, because you're so obviously so tired after the birth and trying to figure everything else out. I remember having like sitting in um spence was in the special care nursery for a couple of days and i remember sitting in there and having so many midwives tell me different things and different techniques and grabbing my boob and showing me different things and even that for somebody that is quite i'm quite private i you know i'm i don't know i was born i was you know born into a pretty old-fashioned family and you were you were definitely born uh 50 years too late (laughs) I don't know if that's a compliment or not. I don't know what. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> you you look at um, all those people who kind of dress up like from the fifties and stuff. I do not dress like that. No, no, I'm not saying that. Oh. I'm just saying you 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 have people who who like that certain things from that era. I'm struggling to remember the name. I was going to call like them retro. No, what? I was going to call them hillbillies, but that's not it at all. It's, <laughs> it's like Billy. Something. No idea what you're trying to talk. Me neither. So I'm going to just drop that. <laughs> anyway, but so um, my point is, I was very conservative. So it's yeah, it's not like I I get my boobs out at the beach or 
like I'm a pretty conservative person. So then to be sitting in a room and having all these different midwives grabbing my boobs and doing different things with them, it was really odd. Yeah, that would have been weird. It was really strange. So, you know, it's a completely natural thing, completely natural to them. So mm. one thing I didn't really, really think about is you kind of think about breastfeeding and you think, oh, that must mean like these things turn into absolute milk machines mm-hmm. as soon as the baby is here but there's this whole process yeah of you know your milk coming in ver- and and the babies their stomachs are so tiny yeah. i actually didn't realize how little they needed especially in that first couple of weeks oh, first they, week, they yeah. barely need to any eat anything that's why no one produces like a lot of milk yeah. and, and it's obviously a very different consistency do you remember I, okay so i just had a bit of a flashback so when obviously when Spencer was born and you're just kind of feeding in the colostrum, which is like the start of your milk. Um, and, and as Nick said, it's like that tiny, you know how it's that tiny, tiny amount that he needs. <laughs> but do you remember when it went from, and I was expressing in the hospital as well to try, yeah. cause he was in special care to try to get a bit more breast milk down to him. Do you remember when it changed from that to like normal milk? I was like, I was really proud. I was going to say, you were so excited. <laughs> you went to the nearest midwife that had last commented on your nipple shape and went, look what's happened. <laughs> It just, I don't know why, it just looked like normal milk. I was quite surprised. Like, you get it out of the fridge. Like, it, yeah, actually, quite it did. Milky. Yeah. It, yeah, it yeah. was, it looked like milk. Funny that. Funny, yeah. Funny that. <laughs> um, so, it took, yeah, so it took a while for you to adjust for it. Was there a moment where you thought, like, oh, I finally worked it out where I can finally kind of read him a little bit? Or, or was it, mm. did it keep changing? As, as to how hungry Spencer was and well, things? Well, uh, how, how hungry he was, how easy he was on to latch on, the yeah. position you put him in, because you tried him every think, which way, I remember. <laughs> I did. I think once I got home and was more comfortable, um, it was easier, because then, yeah, I, I guess I guess you're always more comfortable at home, so, so that was an easier um, transition for me to feed him. I, I do think, oh, I just remember that the process though to my milk coming in how uncomfortable it was how that's when my boobs got massive they were rock hard do you remember that just before my milk came in it w- and that was hard oh, because yeah, then yeah, yeah. when they're so hard you can't they're not like pliable anymore so you can't move <laughs> them around to get to his mouth they were just like in his face like i just remember that being really difficult to get him to latch on and then i'd get stressed and then it yeah. just wouldn't work yeah um, and especially add in when you start to get tired. So, mm. what what? So let's kind of remember how we tried to do it when we were at home. So I guess you try and feed Spencer on one boob. Mm-hmm. Then would you swap over, so, or you'd express on the other? Yeah, that's what we did. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, now. Yeah. Um, so express from the one boob so that I could at least potentially feed him for the next one. Yeah. So from because, breast milk. Well, and because he was in special care nursery for a couple of days, he'd actually had a few bottles in there um, just randomly when the midwives decided to let me sleep through a feed or, and I mean, through a feed's like what, two hourly. So like, but I remember he had a couple of little bottles um, of my breast milk, of express breast milk. And I think once a formula, um, in the special care nursery but because of that um, when we got home it was then kind of second nature to keep expressing 
and that way I could let you help feed him with a bottle. Right, so you had that habit. So that was bit. already kind of ingrained. I think it would yeah. have been different if he hadn't have had that experience to then go, oh my God, what bottles, how does this work? Like it would have been a whole new thing to figure out. Um, but because he kind of started like that in the special care nursery, it was, yeah, it was kind of second nature to continue that way. But it was good because then you could help as well. It wasn't just me being yeah. a milk machine. Yeah. Um, in saying that, it was hard. Like he was feeding every two hours. Yeah. Even when I was expressing. So he would feed for, what, half an hour, 45 minutes. He would sit there and try, we'd try to get, you know, because they don't just suck the whole time. But um, he'd, you know, be on, be on there for half an hour, 45 minutes. And then put him down and then I'd express the other side, which would take another half an hour, 45 minutes. Suddenly that's like over an hour and then he's going to feed again in another hour. Like it, expressing as well kind of made that whole process twice as long. Mm. Um, but then, then the benefit was you could do it as well. So yeah. it's, it's a bit of a... Bit of a juggle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So of, when do you remember off. when we started introducing a little bit of formula or did we just go from breastfeeding going like shit this is hard let's just do formula do you remember well when we got home that first night when he was really bad and i so the very first night we were home spencer just screamed um and i got really stressed out so he and he wouldn't latch on he was just like headbutting my boob it was the most it was the worst night and you made me go for a bath and things but after that night I said to you, go and get some formula. Like, I want it as a backup because if this happens again, he's not eating. Yeah. Um, so, I think, So I think, yes, I think it was good having the formula straight away for, for that reason and more, more peace of mind than anything else. Yeah. Um, and then I think because it was there, um, when I got sore nipples or um, wanted to give my body just a little break, then we just alternate and i didn't have enough express we just alternate and use formula and that was pretty much from the start just not every feed like every maybe third or fourth feed or something what was the deci- when was the decision for you fear walk me through like your mindset when it came to not not just how frustrating it was or tiring it was sometimes but how at what point did you start thinking i might have a trouble breastfeeding our baby in the long in for the long term I think, um, I don't think I was ever, like, I I really enjoyed breastfeeding. I really liked the connection and that that sort of quiet time that I got with Spencer. And I I breastfed for probably about five to six weeks. Um, But as it went along, as he got bigger and he demanded more milk, I just didn't feel like I could keep up without being available to him all the time. Yeah. So I I know if you... If you breastfeed, you know, if you, if you demand feed when they're really hungry, your supply will catch up. And, and every woman, I think, is made, probably not every woman, but, you know, most people um, can supply enough milk to breastfeed their baby if, if, you're make, yourself, if you make yourself available to them. Um, but I just couldn't, I couldn't juggle work, life, everything else. I couldn't sit on the couch and just breastfeed for eight hours in order to make my supply catch up. And he was so hungry. He was such a big boy. He was so hungry. And I think even though I wanted to keep breastfeeding, it stressed me out more, the thought of him not having enough. Yeah. So I'd prefer, oh, well, we'll just up the formula, 
keep going um, with the formula so at least he's fed. And then the more I did that, obviously the less I breastfeed. So then my supply kept dwindling and actually becoming like diminishing. Mm. Um, so then it got to a point is like, well, why, why bother um, when I'm not, I'm not really providing him enough or much anyway. Can you, can you take anything for to get more milk? I think like there's a lot of things out there. There's like lactation cookies. There's stuff that you can... Oh, yeah. Do you remember? I they were disgusting. No, they were just really like, I don't know, yeasty. Yeah, that's why they were disgusting. <laughs> I, I, it was just a cookie. It was on the bench. And I was like, oh, that looks really tasty. When did Kylie get these? Why is it individually wrapped? That's really weird. Yeah. Uh, and then no it was horrible. <laughs> did they help? Well, see, I don't know. They could have. Like, maybe I had more milk than I would have had had I not had yeah, them. Yeah, you just don't but know. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, but there are things. Like, you know, people talk about teas you can drink or things you could, like, natural remedies you can take and things. But I didn't really experiment enough to have an opinion on it, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and I remember you taught, we, you you just started talking about it a bit, didn't you? Saying, I don't know how I'm going to kind of keep doing this. Mm. Did you feel pressure? Definitely. I felt really guilty when we started introducing more and more formula, especially I think because it's assumed that as women, that's part of our job. It's part of our role as mothers. Like even the mothers group I went to um, that I joined, that was not even that long ago, but all of them breastfed. No one's talking about bottle feeding or formula feeding. They're all breastfeeding at the mothers group. And it's kind of like you're the odd one out when you don't. Um, so there's pressure in that way, almost peer pressure Yeah. in that way. Um, but I think as well, the, the people that don't breastfeed aren't vocal enough. So, so that means that, you know, the, the most common thing is the breastfeeding because no one else talks about anything else. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, no, I think looking back now, like Spencer's six months old, seven months old, he's a healthy whopping 10 kilos. Like he's a healthy little boy. And I if know he's a giant. So if anything, your <laughs> lactation cookies worked too well. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So I think that like that comforts me knowing that it, it, he's still healthy. Like he's fine. He's yeah, yeah. Even though he was formula fed. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're certainly no experts on no. the inner workings of the growing human baby body, uh, but you he know, seems not to have be disadvantaged though yeah disadvantaged. I, yeah like the point is it's there's nothing wrong with you know formula feeding from a societal perspective like society does you're right i agree i think every i mean every uh you know mum ad you see or commercial you see on tv what what's the mum doing is breastfeeding not not mm. formula feeding or, or bottle feeding even you know yeah so we all kind of promote that natural which is lovely skin on skin is, you yeah. know uh connection time and, and that was that would have been important as well to yeah get. No, it was. um but i kind of feel like yeah i was kind of happy in a way that we were formula feeding because i got to do it more yeah. you know and and that was pretty cool because then especially when you're so just small and cute you know yeah um you you could you could literally like we could tag team it a lot easier and you also had a lot of work to start to get into that was also another consideration there that well that was major because i didn't get any maternity leave because of my business so it was very much like i think if i if i had have had a bit more of a break i probably could have 
pushed a little bit further, but because I had to get back to work um, and I photograph weddings. So I'm away for 10, 12 hours on a wedding day. Mm. So my hat goes off to the women that can still pump and do all of that while they're shooting because I don't, I don't know how I would have handled that having to go and sit in a room during the reception or in between bridal portraits. Like I, I don't know how that works. Yeah. Because you, you can't let your boobs obviously just not express milk because they'll explode. Like <laughs> They get really hard and uncomfortable. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how that would have worked with what I do. Yeah, that's a very good point. Because mm. you barely get breaks mm. photographing weddings, doing anything wedding related really. Yeah, yeah. So, I so, guess the, I don't know, I guess the lesson from all of that is that it's hard. Everything's hard when it comes to kids. Yeah, that's the common theme for this podcast. <laughs> Bloody hard, man. And there's no right or wrong. Yeah. I th- so, why why do you think people don't, why, well, how do we change this pressure thing? Oh, like yeah. I Because I, I, I didn't care either way, as long as he was being fed mm. something. It didn't bother me. That was my two cents. So that's what I can add to breastfeeding. It it didn't bother me whether he was breastfed or formula fed. And I think it was good for him to get the colostrum at the start. Like they do talk, there's a yeah, lot sure. of benefits. Yeah, sure. I mean, well, they use that, that phrase constantly, breast is best, right? So yeah. so there are absolutely, like, overall there are more benefits, mm. health benefits. But at the same time... Science? <laughs> it's got to be, like... Yeah, he's getting nutrients. He's getting what he needs. Yeah, but formula was created for a reason. He just so may it's... be allergic to peanuts. That's not a th- that's is that a thing? Oh, well, like there's there's. Can't we just feed him peanuts like... now? So we. Yeah, that's why every every morning, I just open his mouth, just whack a peanut or two in there. <laughs> he would not handle that very well. No, he would not he be happy. He doesn't handle the apple puree. <laughs> oh, so we've got to do it. We okay next episode. We've got to talk about food. We've got to move. We're moving on to solids now. It's <laughs> hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Mm. So, how how far did we go before we changed to formula? So, I think I think I mentioned that. We, we kind of oh, introduced it from the start, but then once I got to six weeks. There are six weeks, yeah. That's yeah, right. we went exclusively formula. Um, which was actually a relief. As much as like I did feel guilty, I did have that mum guilt about it. Which was just inbuilt. I couldn't, even though logically I knew that, that it was the best decision for me, that he'd be fine, still, he's still being fed. I still had that that guilt inbuilt into me, which is really strange. Um, so I still felt guilty stopping, but it was the best decision mm. um, for us as a family, for me as a mum and a working mum. And a selfish reason too, I kind of, I wanted my boobs back. Like, I I must say, like, when... Obviously, it impacts your body in crazy ways when you're pregnant and give birth. and, and But that if you keep breastfeeding for a long time, I was afraid I'd have nothing left. Like, <laughs> you know, these kids suck everything dry. I was sure I'd be, be flat as, flat as anything. Suck out the muscle as well. Yeah. But, but, yeah, and I did want my boobs back. And your nipples take a thrashing. I can imagine... It would be horrible, actually having because when you put your finger in their mouth because i remember when we first started kind of getting used to the idea of feeding and things like that you'd mm. squeeze a little bit of colostrum on the end of your finger or something and then on your pinky even and just putting yeah. that in his mouth 
the power that kid had and, and was, even now sometimes yeah sometimes he'll he'll just like clamp down on your hand or wrist and just start sucking <laughs> he was play. giving do you remember when he gave me hickeys oh, oh that's my, right oh and he'd give himself hickeys <laughs> yes. as well so many like oh god people are gonna think we're doing some terrible things but um Really big ones, yeah. massive bruises on his wrists and hands. Oh, so so I can imagine <laughs> the onslaught that mm. that would affect nipples is just horrible. And that's actually. before they get teeth. I don't even oh, want to think. Oh about my that. god! But yeah, no, I think yeah, you did yourself a favor there. I think yeah, Love. we 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 pulled it when we had to. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, but one thing because. Uh, just to make this episode not super quick, but um, related to food or breastfeeding or formula or bottles, basically. Yeah. How the hell do you know when it's time to move to the next size of bottle? So, so if you if you use a bottle to feed a baby, they all have teats, right? And those mm. teats are, uh, you know, one month old or less than one month old or three months old. But Spencer grew so quickly mm. that we we were feeding him on teats that you could barely let out any formula, and yet he was just like like, <laughs> like really trying <laughs> to gulp it down. And yet the teat was the right size for his age. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was. I remember there was like this little crossover period, maybe when I was a couple of months old. I remember your mum saying like, "Oh, why don't you try like one of the bigger teats?" And we did that, and he was so much happier. Yeah. He could get more food. He yeah. slept better. So how the hell... <laughs> I don't know what... Uh, again, I want to stay away, away from the word advice, but I don't know how I would explain to someone this is what you should look out for when... when it's a simple thing. Yeah. You don't even think about it, but... Yeah. You, because you just don't know how much food they're getting. Because they can't tell you when they're still hungry or... Like you can, it's it's basically the same cry. They tell you, but yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, you must be tired. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think as well, like, and I know people say, and it, it does become a little annoying, but the fact that every baby is different. So like, I'm sure, yeah, even though there's a guide for like three months old, you use this teat and bottle. Six months, you use this teat and bottle. For some kids, that's probably perfect. Others, you know, are like Spencer and they need it quicker. Others probably take ages to catch up. Um. But so it's hard. It's all a guessing game. It's all a guessing game. What do you have any times that um, you've done? Um, I don't know what the right word would be. I'm looking for here either something silly or something a bit naughty when it comes to feeding Spencer that you'd like to admit on the podcast. Um, an example would be f- many times <laughs> I would accidentally squirt him in the eyes. <laughs> and face because i'd be trying to test the temperature and then go to put it in his mouth and and so he'd get it a little bit but not enough and so it'd flick back out and it would just like go into his eyes i was like oh no but by the fifth time i was like oh it's gone in your eye again i don't i don't i think i've been pretty good i can't think of anything i've done with feeding Maybe not knowing that formula should be warm at the start and feeding him cold bottles from the very beginning. Oh, yeah, we didn't know. Yeah, well, yeah, like we... How long had we been doing that for? So we started on... Yeah. It was only when we saw... It was only your mum. Your mum said something. (laughs) It was like, oh, you're not going to heat it up or... I was like, what? 
you, you're meant to heat it up. Like, <laughs> we've just been feeding him these cold milk. Which he's been happily guzzling away. So now yeah. he's actually really easy to feed because he's you can feed him you can feed him cold <laughs> formula. Um, and it's not like cold, cold. It's room temperature. No, it's cold. It's not, not from the fridge. It's oh, room temperature. Yeah, but it's winter. It's still cold. Yeah. So I've been heating his food up a little bit. That's I don't know about you. Yes, I have to. You don't look convincing <laughs> i do mostly apart mm. from it like midnight then mm. why talk Depends about this now hungry he is. um but yeah that that was interesting mm. okay, and i always remember thinking what? i don't understand why do people go to cafes and say oh can i just have that hot water please or can i just have that heated up I'm like why do people do that and i never <laughs> put two and two together but you know even on the back of the formula tin it doesn't say heat to room temperature it just assumes you know it yeah, that's true. Or the formula we had anyway. Well, it's not heat to room temperature. It's heat to slightly warm and then test it. But but it doesn't say... It doesn't have instructions about that. It doesn't say it, yeah. must, it needs to be... I guess... Oh, no, you're right. I guess it is te- technically supposed to be room temperature because that's what... No, breast milk would be warmer, wouldn't it? It would be warmer. It would be body temperature. Body temperature. That's the word I'm thinking of. And yeah. that's what it's meant to be because you yeah. need to test it yeah, and not feel right. it on, yeah. your, on your skin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, that, you that picked up a bad thing. habit and tried to test it on the end of your fingers. No, but that's because so the teats we have at the moment they don't squirt out very easily. Yeah, but you still so you still got to squirt it on. So well, like no, the, I, fi- I find it easy to take the top off and just dip my finger in. Yeah, but your fi- what I'm saying is your finger can't tell the temperature. Oh, really? Yeah, you've got to you've got to. No, sp- of course it can. Yeah. Your fingers can tell temperatures. You put your, your hand finger in a, hot, in a bath, you know if it's hot or cold. No, you don't know if it's as hot or cold. <laughs> you know it might be warm or cool, but it's not accurate. Like you've got to you've got to put it on where you've got thin skin. Um, ah, well, there you go. That's what I've been doing wrong. Really. Yeah. So best place behind your earlobe. <laughs> so I want to see you practicing <laughs> squirting formula behind your earlobe. Oh. To test the temperature if you want to give our son accurately warmed yeah, food. That's not going to happen. <laughs> um, but no, like, yeah, on the back of the wrist or something. Mm. Where, where the skin's um, thin. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That is a bad habit I've gotten into. Yeah. Just saying, you don't want to give him yeah. roasting hot, piping oh, hot food. I don't want to imagine that. Burn his little mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Cool. Anything else you'd like to add? No, I think that's, I think that's covered it. Very good. Um, Very good. Well, no, re- no reason to keep on uh, talking. So, I hope this opened your eyes, everyone out there. Just open your eyes, god damn it! <laughs> no, I hope, I hope, um, I hope that was of interest. And again, can I just say before you wrap up? Sure. So you do um, have something else sorry. to say. Sure. <laughs> I do have something else. Carry on. That that was just my experience. I don't know whether that was what yeah, other people this experienced. Is, yeah, but this is what? the whole point. I think just to start talking about this, because, you know, I, I learned something from your perspective that I hadn't really, you know, thought of before. So, you know, I think I think this is it. We just talk about our experiences. Everyone everyone will be different. Yeah. That's yeah. why everyone else needs their own podcast, right? So <laughs> listening to us. Uh, but on that note, if you did like this, Please leave us a ratings and review. Uh, however, you can do that on whatever device you've listened, whatever uh, podcast streaming device you've listened to us on. Uh, you can pretty much get this podcast in anywhere you can find podcasts. And uh, if you know someone who is pregnant, who has just popped out a baby, uh, 
who are new parents and don't know what the hell they're doing, then chuck them this link because they will be uh, comforted by the fact <laughs> that there are more than just them who don't know what they're doing. Definitely. And we'll catch you guys next week. All right. Bye. Bye.